All right, guys, welcome to the Western Edge app. We're here with Tyler Pettigrew. All right, so one of the biggest things uh, or questions I have, and I'm sure other fans have, is like the preparation coming in. The day of the event, you know, what, is it, what does that look like for you kind of leading into the performance and, and the mindset and all of that? Uh, you know, um, it's, of course, getting to the event. And, you know, um, you, you just hang out all day, uh, you know, um, rodeo clown nap time's a real thing. You know, we got to have our naps. Um, and then, you know, it's, you know, sometime in the afternoon, you, your announcer, sound man, uh, whoever put is putting the event on y'all link up, you know, check microphones, make sure the sound system's working, make sure the music's, you know, good. Um, you and your announcer and everybody, you go over what acts you're going to do. Um, said you know flipping a switch you know get like you go going into the arena is uh like i have this nerve weird little nervous tick about me that like right before right before i get introduced i'll kind of dry heave a couple of times and i've never puked it's just excited nerves like i'm excited you know you're 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 going out and entertaining people you know you talk you're the center of attention when you're talking in front of thousands of people at a time and you know it, there's some nerves behind that sometimes and but once i hit once i step in that arena my name said it's all over with it's the switch is on it's entertainer tyler you and, know. and how much of it so you know is it uh you know being an entertainer like this and and kind of a funny man you know i've uh i've actually this past probably year listened to a lot of comedians and not just you know listening to comedians but listening to how they prep what that looks like and then you start saying you know for instance you'll see a comedian that you know okay great example we go to rodeos all the time, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And so you're in front of a different crowd yep. every time. So every you're going to have similar, if not the very same, production because it's a new faces that need to hear the same thing. What does that look like as far as prepping, you know, what you're, what you're getting ready to do? You know, so, you know, everybody that's been to a rodeo has, you know, seen the rodeo clown. There's the old school rodeo clown that you know will tell you the i broke down on the way here joke you know um mother-in-law jokes i try not to tell jokes i i kind of you know i want to make everybody there feel like they're at a party we're having fun you know we're gonna clap our hands we're gonna sing we're gonna dance a lot of my stuff's off the cuff you know uh what the crowd's doing you know some what what somebody in the crowd is doing you know I, I feed off the crowd, you know, um, yeah, I've, I've got some set deals that, you know, I, I do, you know, like, uh, my Western edge at fan of the night party animal of the night, you know, that gets the crowd going. Um, you know, we give them something cool every night, uh, from the Western edge app and you know, that like, you know, I, I, I hate to say like, I'm not an old school clown, you know, cause the old school clown is you know the pain in the announcer side i want to be everybody's best friend yeah. you know i'm i'm the crowd's best friend me and the announcer are best friends you know we're just there to have fun you know and and get and and bring joy to people's lives for just a couple hours while they're watching the best sport ever you know professional bull riding and rodeo you know yeah. That's that. That's you know that that's that's re rewarding enough. And in, in, in your you know the different uh, skits, whatever you want to call them, that you kind of prep with. So you, so basically, you read the crowd, and you're going to go in kind of a direction that they're kind of you know uh, doing. Yeah. 
kind of responding with. Yeah, you know, like the acts and stuff, you know, those are kind of set. You know, I, I Do you create those or is that a production? Do they do yeah. they have certain acts that they like? Um, you know, certain people will hire you for, you know, if they call you and they're like, Hey Tyler, can you come to my rodeo? I'm like, Yeah, they're like can you bring, uh, you know, your motorcycle act? And I'm like, absolutely. Okay. You know? So that basically they look at you. They say, okay, yeah. these are the different, you know, yeah. funny men that we're going to have. And these are the different acts that they're known for yeah. they, they have in their pocket. And they yeah. kind of go from there. Yeah, ki- yeah, kind of. You know, m- most of the time uh, us funny men decide what act we're doing. You know, that that's kind of solely Do you have a us. staple act or do you have multiple or the assortment of acts that you... Um, you know, I, I, I've got a staple act right now. It's called the Goober Driver. You know, I come out there on a little mini motorcycle, and I'm looking for uh, my guy to take to the airport, you know, and security comes out. I get body slammed. He ends up shooting me and my me and my motorcycle blow up, and then he steals my motorcycle and chases me out. You know, that, that, that right now is my staple act. You know, I've got some other stuff in the works, like, my my favorite acts are the crowd involvement acts though like okay. like last night you seen the banana race you know i've got uh 5 foot long bananas and i put people on you know uh three people on them and all three of them have to ride and race across the arena you know the when the crowd's out there you know guys versus girls or whatever you know they they really get into it because now part of them is out there you know and you know even their friends you know they're like oh our friends are out there you know like and and you know crowd involvement stuff is always good the more you bring the crowd into it the better better yeah yeah for sure yeah that's cool and man we're traveling so much do you notice you know like for instance you know between associations okay yeah you know different crowds to expect i mean because you're gonna have you're gonna have crowds that are you know, 2,000-plus people in the stands, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to have some of these associations maybe that consistently bring big crowds. And then you're also going to have, you know, times where weather's garbage. Yep. You know, last night's a great example. Yep. It stormed all day, yep. you know, all all night last night. And you know that's going to impact how many people come out. What does that look like for you? And, you know, how do you kind of navigate through a crowd that's maybe not as big or maybe even just struggling to get it interacting uh you know that that is the ultimate question you know you kind of start doing everything you know like 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 you said last night was the perfect example you know it stormed it was kind of cold and rainy the people that came were awesome but it took them a while to warm up and have fun you know but once they did, they they were a blast, you know. Um, uh, of course, you know your thousands of people, you know that those are th- those are always fun when you get a thousand, ten thousand people. Oh my goodness, those are the ones that are easy, you know. That that that's what I yeah. <laughs> I, when 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 you have ten thousand people scream at you and laugh at you, oh my goodness, uh, it's a feeling like no other. And it's crazy because like for me. As an athlete, I don't even know. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm so far removed from the crowd. Me and uh, Keith were talking about it the other day. Um, just about, like, you know, just all the, the little things you did that you probably wouldn't even do if you knew somebody was looking at you, you yeah. know? Like, oh, yeah. you know, you're getting ready to get on, and, you know, you got to blow your nose, or your nose and you just freaking, you know, yeah. let out a... Give her, give her, give her, 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 her yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you think about it, you're like, 
you know, I think there's, we're in a stadium and there's 20,000 people <laughs> and they're probably staring right at me. <laughs> yeah. But for you, all the focus is on you and you're focused on them. And yeah. that's kind of a, it's a whole different deal. You know, so, you know, whether it's a bull riding or a rodeo, the athletes and the contestants, they're the stars of the show. And I make that, you know, very clear, you know, th- th- you know, through the whole night, I'm like, hey, you know, who want who wants to see Kyle Jones go 90 points? If, you know, in Poirier, Kansas, if you, if you want to see him do it, let's get loud right now, you know. And, you know, you guys are the star of the show. I'm just there to help build it, you know, and, and, and relieve the downtime. And like I said, like, make sure everybody that shows up had a good time. That is my number one goal. And, and probably, you know, being – so the places – Okay, just just thinking from an entertainer's standpoint and and then for me kind of understanding the flow of rodeo. So there's times where, you know, maybe a bull's not leaving the chute, maybe one's not standing good, and and all of a sudden there's this gap, right? And that gap, you know, tends to take attention away from the whole experience. You know, people just, their minds will be occupied. So that's kind of your place, and and that's something where you almost have to be off the cuff because you can't, that's that's not a planned, it's not a break, it's not an intermission. You're not in between sections where it's all about, you know, Tyler Pettigrew. It's not all about the the funny man. At that point, it's kind of an interrupted, unplanned silence. Yeah, you know, that's when you just, you know, like, the, the whole time, you know, like while the announcer's building you guys up or, uh, you know, you guys are riding, you know, I, I'm out there, I'm cheering, you know, I'm, I'm cheering my buddies on all the time. Like, I mean, if y'all could hear me, I'm, I'm probably yelling louder than the crowd for you guys <laughs> to ride your bulls. Um, you know, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's one of them deals that, you know, you're, you're, you're constantly thinking, okay, where am I going next? What am I saying next? You know? And you're scanning, you know, you're scanning the whole crowd and you're like, okay, if I need something to say, I'm going to go mess with these people right here, or I'm going to talk about this, you know, um, you know, or I'm going to talk about my Western edge at party animal of the night, you know, and get people up dancing and having a good time, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, there's just so much thinking that goes on into it. Like, I mean, you know, you know, kind of in bull riding, you know, you, you, you kind of quit thinking and just start reacting, you know, and my, my job is when we flip that switch, it's, it's, it's pulling focus. It's a focus and aggression that's being pulled in. Yeah. Um, and it actually takes all the distractions, your, your awareness of surroundings, actually, you were getting rid of that. Whereas for you, you're probably actually expanding that because you need to, you know, you're again you're not focused on me and you having a conversation you're not focused on one thing you're not focused on 10 people you got two sides of the arena yeah. sometimes you have three yeah. four yeah. you know so you have all of this happening and kind of responding to yeah you're you're focused on the crowd you're focused on the event itself you know i i i've got to pay attention to what you know what the bull riders are doing what you know uh the producer my arena director is trying to tell me um you know what the crowd's doing you know how how they're reacting to things you know because and you know like you said there is different things you know it's like okay well they didn't really like that so much so i'll go a different direction with things you know now um you know and sometimes you know your announcer gets uh flustered you know or has something he's got to do up there so you're like okay i don't need you know uh i'll give him a break and let him get his stuff figured out so 
I'll, it'll just be me, you know, and I'll do my own thing. You know, I, I don't, I don't need you to talk. You just do, you know, you, you take care of your business so we can get back to, you know, the show, you know. Hey, what, what is the relationship, um, between you and the announcer and, and like, how does that work? Cause you know, you're going to different events, different productions that have different announcers. Oh yeah. Um, so what does that look like and, and how do you kind of prep that? You know, or or it's most of that off the cuff too. That's one thing I always wondered because, you know, I, it, it's one thing if you're going and it's the same guy and you kind of have built that relationship up and you have that rhythm. Yeah. But then, you know, is it all off the cuff and and how much of it is kind of you know you communicating with him and kind of planning what that looks like? You know, um, like for instance, like uh, me and Dylan Gross, we work a lot together, okay. and we work. You know, Dylan knows where I'm going with something. Uh, before I go with it, and, and Jacob Wallace, Chris Pyle, you know them guys. Like I've worked, I've worked with them so much that they know where I'm going, and you know they're like, okay, well, you know what? To help him out, I'm gonna play this song when, when he does okay. this. You know, somebody new. I'm, you know, I, you know, I always tell them, I'm like, hey, I'm not, I'm not your old school painting your side clown. I want to be your best friend, so let's be best friends, and you know, and. And, you know, you, you work together once and, you know, like the first five minutes of working together, you kind of feel each other's rhythm out. And, you know, and, and a lot of it is rhythm. You know, you're like, OK, this guy is, you know, he he likes to uh, really stat the guys up and talk about where they've been. And it's like, OK, you know, just let him do his thing. You know, he, he'll come to me when when he needs me, you know. Or, you know, if I kind of see him running out of things to say or something and I see something going on, I'll, I'll, I'll come in, you know. And, you know, it's, it's, it's timing, uh, you know, t t timing and, uh, you know, in the rodeo clown world, it's everything, you know, uh, I don't need, you know, I can't be talking, you know, when you nod your head, you know, uh, if, if I did, I've, you know, I wasn't paying good enough attention to what I've done and that's on me, you know, cause he's not got a chance to talk about Kyle Jones, you know. So, and it's an interesting thing because you know, and, and for me, like, I don't care whatsoever. And but, but I've noticed there's been times where I've that where I've rode where people are watching, right? Uh -huh. And it's you know, say it's on a televised, you know, live streamed event, yeah. And you know, you know, your family or one of your fans is watching uh -huh. and they actually don't even cut to the, the ride until like the gate's opening or it's a quarter of the way through, yeah. And it actually, for the consumer, for the, the fan, you know, the viewer, that's a... It's confusion. Yeah, it's confusion, yes. and it's kind of an issue of, build, instead of building up that experience, at that point you're cutting into it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's interesting that you say that. Yeah. And so I could, I could see that, and I could see then how, you know, um, you know, I'm sure that you kind of follow some sort of tour you probably have a few associations that you kind of go to and you go to multiple of their events with kind yeah. of the same kind of like you just mentioned like chris pyle and 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 uh dylan, you know, dylan and, and these guys yeah. that you you work with quite often yeah you know uh i do a lot of uh ipra rodeos which is the international professional rodeo association what, what go ahead and tell us what um associations so far this year do you plan on um you know entertaining with um the ipra um the nfpb amped up pro bull riding tour bull riders of america the boa 
Yeah. Yep. CF Productions. Yeah. G2H. Shout out Zane Cook. Uh, we told him we weren't going to talk about G2H on here, but here we are. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, G2H, um, the Iowa Rodeo Cowboys Association, the MRCA, the Missouri Rodeo Cowboys Association. Yeah, yeah, you you United Rodeo. Um, I mean, you know, uh, I, I'll I'll go anywhere. And and, to, and how much of those are like producers? So you have like, for instance, you have MRTA, URA, IRT. Okay, good yeah. example. You could have one of those, but then that could be backed up by like Chuck McKellips, you yeah. know, McKellips Rodeo, yeah. or you know, so Outlaw or something. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah. You, uh, Probably roughly four or five different producers that you generally uh, work with throughout the year, or more. Uh, more, you know. There's, I think this year I'm working for uh, about twelve or thirteen different producers. And, you know? and how much does that change? Because you see, you know, you'll see uh, a great example. Before I started writing, okay, there was a rodeo in Troy, yep, where I grew up, and at that time. You know, I first kind of got introduced to rodeo, watching that in the PBR. But going to that rodeo, it always had um, uh, uh, short, real short. Pork chop. Pork chop. Yeah, yeah pork, pork chop. chop. And he was there every year, and then all of a sudden, he wasn't for a few years. And then you saw him again, and then you'd see him somewhere else. And so how often do these associations get a fresh face in? For the crowd, because it's the same crowd every year. Yeah, so, you know, in the rodeo clown world, we know um, that, you know, we're not going, you know, I may be, I may come to Emporia, Kansas, you know, this year, next year, the year after, and, you know, somewhere in there, you know, and, and, and it's not, you know, we, we, we don't get upset about it, you know, we know, hey, Give us a break from the crowd. Give the crowd a break from us. That way we don't burn ourselves out and ruin ourselves here. Uh, you know, we're going to switch out and, you know, go to another event. You know, yes, absolutely. Love to come back here. But, you know, there's times, you know, uh, you know, you, 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 you swap entertainers out and rodeo clowns out. And, and some do, some don't. You know, I mean, some, some guys, you know, look, look at the PBR in Flint, you know. Um, Flint's been there for 20 years, sure. you know, I mean, and, you know, Flint, Flint was kind of the, the founder of, uh, you know, the new style entertainer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like one difference is, is I feel like with like a guy like Flint, that's kind of the face. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a face, a foundational face where you're going to see that. And, and I don't know that everybody kind of is even set up that way. Yeah, I mean, some places, you know, some places, you know, that that they'll call you and say, hey, we want you back. You know, a great example, the Battle of the Bulls in Bell, Missouri. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great bull riding. Great bull riding uh, and a great cause and the cheapest bull riding you'll ever get into in your life, $5. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and and it's put on by all women, you know, the yaw-yaws. Cindy Butler and her crew, man, they are awesome. I have been there a long time, and I don't. I don't think they see me ever leaving there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I will go back. Well, I, I will say this, even like with Porkchop, right, in Troy, when he left, I mean, I, there were some people that struggled with that. Yeah, like, that, He know, was there for so long, yeah. and then they just expect it. And, and you know, the uniqueness of, of, of Porkchop, you know, is yeah. I, I mean, you just... Yeah. You know. So you kind of maybe some of these places, and you you really do build a relationship with the crowd and the you know association sees that, and it's not something where they're the burnout. It's really something where it's kind of that 
you know, you want that every year, and they look forward to it, and you look forward to it, and oh, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, there's, I mean, that, I, you know, fortunately, I'm blessed enough to get to do this for a living. Um, you know, I get to go up and down the road, and I thank God every day for that. I do. You're, you know, like, I mean, me and Keith, we we tracked it. We're over forty thousand miles uh, after this summer. Oh, going yeah. up to Burgers Bulls, like we're we'll probably put between seventy and a hundred thousand miles. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what <laughs> rodeo for rodeo rodeoing for a living. You're really good at wearing vehicles out. Yeah. Um. You know, like and for you, you, you're set up. You're you're about like us. You yep. you 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 take whatever. You know, yep. you're not you're not dealing with the sound. You're not bringing the sound stuff. Yeah. You know the you you have the production that bring that. Actually, is it the announcer is that who? Yeah. Do the, they bring their own sound equipment yes. or does the producer? Uh, usually the announcer brings it, or they'll hire just a guy to run bring the sound and and run the music, and then the announcer just shows up with the microphone, plugs in, and goes on. Uh, no, no, Mo- Monty, uh, brought some sound and his music and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, but, you know, so, um, like you said, I mean, shoot, I'll be in Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place, you know, I mean, uh, spend a lot of time up north, you know, this year, so, yep, yep, uh, NFPBs, you know, IPRA rodeos, you know, I mean, I'm I'm everywhere, you know, BOAs. <laughs> like, yeah, speaking of NFPBs, all of them are now listed on the app. That's awesome. And I'm I'm excited about that because every single event that we're doing is now listed on the app. Yes. And I hope that drives traffic because one of the biggest things that, like, I really, you know, we created this app. Um, me and Vinny, uh, yep. the co-founder, we created this app to help connect people. Yes. And this, you know, make it more easily, you know, make it easier to connect. You know, where social media is great. It's awesome. I, yep. You know, Facebook, Instagram, all of it's perfect. We want every single person on the app to grow their following. Yeah. But we also want people to be able to connect better. And part of that is rodeo contract personnel. Yeah. And so kind of as we grow that, I mean, we're hoping for people to these these producers or committees to be able to go on there and be like hey look this is where we're at we need a we need a funny man yeah and then they can go to your profile and kind of find you know and see kind of what you're doing the acts you're putting on and kind of make those decisions and and hopefully you know kind of for the benefit of you yeah and give me a call and hire me you know yeah Yeah. Yeah, um yeah you know it's kind of funny last what was it last july you called me and told me about the Western Edge app, and, and that was before. That was, by yeah. the way, that was before it was out. Like yeah. this was, this was you know, this was before, before we even had it on the app store. I yeah, mean, it was still in like the be very beginning. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I was one of the, I was one of the first people to sign up for it. Yeah, yeah. and 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 you know, what, what one thing you know, it was. Yep, it was at a NFPB in Washington, yep. Missouri. Yep. It was my first one back from knee surgery. Yep, and you talked to me about it there, and then a couple of days later I was driving, and you called me again, and, we, and and I downloaded the app, and I told you, I said, man, I said, that's great. I said, I like it. I said, they're just, you didn't have a category for us yet, and I helped you all, you know, you know, name and build that category. You know, it's one of the things, like, if part of this podcast, you know. Yeah. One of the big parts of this podcast is... Being able to learn, yeah, 
about this industry, yeah. about this Western demographic, from rodeo to equine to the fans. I mean, we're doing ticketing for this event. Yes. You know, and it's free. You know, so giving back to the Western demographic. Absolutely. Is, is I'm so passionate about that. You know, this, this lifestyle, this um, way of life has, you know, I, I was... I was brand new to it when I started at 18. Yeah. You know, it was a whole different culture. And, you know, they take you in and just about everybody is accepted, you know, and and being able to give back. And, and I know the struggles that I had coming up finding rodeos. And, yeah. you know, especially at the very beginning because I didn't grow up in it. I yeah. didn't even – I didn't know about any of yeah. these, you know. And, and so then now I have the opportunity to learn about – you know, people that are putting up, you know, the shoots. Yeah. And, you know, the people that are bringing in the, the, the panels. Yeah. Whether an, a producer is renting out these shoots yeah. or whether it's a fixed arena that's already here. Yeah. And, you know, building in the ticketing and, you know, not charging like Ticketmaster and not charging like these other ones, you know, making it completely free for the producer. So yeah. there's no risk for them. You know, in order to give back, because, you know, it, with, with what we have, you know, really when you get down to the monetary aspects, we're doing this to give back. There's, yeah. no, there's no other way around that. So, you know, the podcast, you know, kind of learning all of these things, being able to interview, you know, guys like you in these different disciplines, it allows for me to learn more about, you know, this sport and how we at Western Edge can kind of start to, you know... Um, give back in in different ways and kind of connect people absolutely uh you know and you know like you said the cowboy culture is the most accepting culture you know i mean uh look at uh bobby del vecchio you know he was from uh, new york city the bronx you know and 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 and, you know i mean a a kid raised in the concrete jungle become one of the best bull riders in the world you know yeah i mean you know like any walk of life. I mean, you can be from any walk of life, never seen a rodeo, come to your first one and go, man, I want to do that. Start hanging around the right people, bam, you're a cowboy. You know, I mean, you know, like, at first, you know, I mean, you might dress a little goofy, your hat might look a little funny, and we might kind of snicker a little bit. But, you know, the cowboys, you know, there's a code. We, we take care of our own people, you know. I We were actually reading, too, um me and Vinny on uh, uh, Forbes came out with an article about the Western demographic being the most honest and genuine demographic. Yeah. And if you're going to start a business, then you, you know, doing so within the Western demographic is the best umbrella. Yeah. Um, just because it's, it's genuine, you know? Yeah. Hey there, folks. I want to tell you about my favorite cowboy hat brand, Sombrero Brands. As a professional bull rider, I know how important it is to have a hat that not only looks good, but can withstand the toughest rides out there. And that's exactly what Sombrero Brands delivers. Their hats are custom-fitted and shaped to perfection, with a level of attention to detail that's hard to find these days. But what really sets Sombrero Brands apart is the fact that they're a family-owned and operated business. Mark and Kendall Holler, the owners, and their daughter Sarah, who's only 13 but already a hat-making prodigy, are all passionate about their craft. They know what it takes to make a cowboy hat that can stand up to anything the rodeo circuit can throw at it. And get this, the founder's grandfather, Polly Holler, was born and raised at South Camp on the Four Sixes Ranch. These folks have got cowboy blood running through their veins, and it shows in every hat they make. 
That's why I'm proud to have Sombrero Brands as a major sponsor for my podcast, the Rodeo Wagon Podcast. So if you're in the market for a hat that's tough enough to handle anything the rodeo throws at it, give Sombrero Brands a try. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. You know, I mean, you know, they're, you know, nobody... You know, we we really don't care about if somebody's got a thousand dollar pair of boots on. You know, hey, great if you can afford it, wear them. I, I'm all about it, baby. You know, hey, it, it, whatever floats your boat. You know, uh, you know we, you know we we all walk behind them bucking shoots, and you know y'all have your bags, I have my stuff. We all sit there and talk, and I mean there there is no difference in any of us. You know, I mean, and we all know that. You know, and that that's that's the thing I love about this sport, about this culture, about the Western demographic, is, you know, it, it's kind of crazy. You know, I, I always tell everybody. Well, all my best friends I met through rodeo, you know, I, I, I talked to just a couple of guys that I went to high school with, you know, they do the nine to five hustle, you know, Hey, and I'm, I'm glad they do, you know, they're, they're, they've got families. It's awesome. And, you know, we get to travel the world and see things that, you know, people have never seen. And what did I tell you yesterday? What yeah. did I tell you yesterday? <laughs> yeah. When, th- when you're some... back there, it was cold. It, it it's, was... A, it's a cold, you know, it's muddy. And you're like, yeah. you know, you just like, man, this sucks. And it's, it's, it's muddy. You're, yeah. you're freaking, you know, do your knees yeah. out there. Yeah. And, I'm, and, and I just had to pause for a second because you said that and it just, it hit me. And so I said, hey, you know. You are living the dream right now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yes. So, Most people will work and work and work, and they'll work for things that that never give you that. Yeah, you, you know. know? Um, yeah, and 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 that hit me, and I was like, you know, people would kill to be in my position. They would. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I I do construction and take care of cattle when I'm at home, and. And but, when you're not at home, because you did that this morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. What work cows this morning? But anyway, yeah, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's one of them deals. You know, like, uh, you know, like we 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 get to live dreams. I mean, everybody, everybody I've ever met, growing up as a little kid, wanted to be a cowboy. You know, seen a horse, watched the cowboy movies. You know, wanted to be a cowboy. Well. I'm 30 years old and I'm living my dream. You know, I, I'm I'm making a living and paying my bills and building my brand and living my dream. And, you know, like I've had friends and family say, and I'm sure you have, and anybody who rodeos for a living, I'm sure they've heard this. When are you going to quit that and get the, get a real job? I'm like, dude, I made more money than you last year rodeo. Don't even go there. <laughs> like, you know. And, you know, that's another thing, too, though. Even if you don't, okay, I, I respect, I respect the weekend warrior, yeah. right? Maybe as much as the professional. Absolutely. And, and, and I do because the love of the sport. Yeah. You know, I was telling, you know, after, after, you know, going up to that, that draft and what happened, you know, and, and all of that, and maybe we'll talk about that in another podcast, yeah. but, but talking to Keith on the way back and, and just, I love this sport. I yeah. love this sport for the purity of it, you yeah. know. And then we showed up here, and we're right here behind the shoots. Yeah. Um, here, I'll take a picture. And yeah, I and, mean, the, and the bulls are right there. They're they're right there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can add this in. Yeah. I'm sure we can. Okay. Yeah. We'll add that picture in so you guys can see we're right here behind the shoots. You know, we're in Emporia, Kansas. Yeah. Not a major metropolitan, you know, no. place. You know. 
Um, um, but, a lot, lot of farm but around it, here. But a lot it, of farm. It has that feel, yeah. you know, and and just talking about just the love of the sport and yeah. and where you started and and so the weekend warrior, man, they work forty hours during the week. Yep. They hustle, hustle, hustle. And what do they want to do on the weekend? They want to go rodeo. They want to go rodeo. Yeah, exactly. And man, that's so cool. And and there's millions of those people out there. And I think, I think to me, that is the foundation of this sport. You know, the high level, we all want to get there. Yeah. And you bust your butt and yeah. you grind and you keep grinding. And, and, and anybody that wants to get there, if you grind hard enough, you can get there. It's it's 100% blood, sweat, and tears. And at some point, you're going to look at you're going to sit down and go, why am I doing this? You know? <laughs> but, but the people that work a 40-hour week, that they're not out here making money, and they know it, you know, but they just love it. Yeah. And you know what? They may draw the rankest bull in the pen and get on him and almost ride him and get off with a smile, you know, and e- even if they got one jump, you know why? Because they're with their friends at a rodeo living part of their dream, you know, you know, their, 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 their wife, you know, may have come with them, their kids, their kids are getting to watch them do, you know, do what they love and they're happy, you know, and Hey, that's what it's about. Just be happy, man. Like, I mean, do whatever makes you happy in life that that that's that's my thing you know okay so let's transition to this you you said you wanted to talk about face a little bit yeah okay it's a huge part of my life and yeah. and you know we're on the road all the time and and you're talking about you know happiness and and what what that looks like and and as a professional doing this it can become easy to struggle with fulfillment in life and so so what does your face do and how does that face kind of help um you find Real fulfillment that that is sustainable and not just a high you hit on the weekend and yeah. then you you fall off of that high because we've all been there. I mean, your adrenaline on the weekend it holds you up and yeah. it's great, yeah. right? But without that that sustaining fulfillment, you always kind of crash during the week and then you're trying to recover for the next weekend. Yeah, you know, I mean, faith is everything, you know, and. I've not been perfect, and and I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll tell anybody this that'll listen. I've not been perfect, uh, you know. For a long time, you know, I thought the party lifestyle and multiple, you know, uh, the the women, the partying, you know, let's go to the club, let's dance, you know, let's find a, a new girl every night. What you know, I, I I thought that was you know, oh that that's what cowboys do. That's you know, that's rodeo. Well, then I learned it's not, you know, that's that, 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 that's a uh, big misconception with rodeo, but it's, you know, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't, you know, everybody, you know, cowboys are wild, you know, we, we, you know, whether you're, you know, I mean, what we do is wild. (laughs) You, you, you put it on paper and read about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of what I'm doing. I'm proud to be a Christian. You know, um, I'll tell anybody that'll listen. Uh, the best day of my life was in 2017. I went to a uh, deal called Riding on Faith. It was a uh, Bible school, and I was uh, still trying to fight bulls. And it was a bull riding Bible school. Um, Cody Custer taught the bull riding. Uh, Chuck Swisher and Dusty Tuckness taught the bullfighting. Man, uh, 
I had a bull. So I got to back it up a little bit. I was working for Isaiah Dunn in the back pins with the amped up tour. And I had two bulls get into a fight and I ended up in the middle of them and it popped my right hip out of socket and I could hardly walk. So three weeks later, I went to New Mexico, got through the first day. It was good. Hip was a little sore, got some ice, got up the next day. You know, we, we, we were bucking bulls, fighting bulls, and I had a bull hit me in that hip and it popped out. And I was like, oh man, like, and you know, I had to go to the uh, medical tent and they popped it back in and you know they got to feeling around on it and they're like man I probably wouldn't continue well the very next day I decided to give my li- life to the to the Lord I got baptized in, in in a river in New Mexico the most beautiful setting and you know what like Chuck was giving a sermon and I was like and I, I just walked forward and I was bawling I mean I was bawling and I gave my life to the Lord right there like you know and I've tried to walk, you know, the the straight and narrow. Hey, you know, we all mess up. And and if 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 anybody reads the book, you know, we're flesh. We're gonna sin, you know. And it says that, you know. I mean, and like like you told me last night, um, you know, your sins were forgiven on the cross. You know, the the sin you're praying for to be forgiven of, it's already been forgiven. You know, it it, it died on the cross with him. So, you know, um. You know, just just repenting and doing better. You know, just becoming a more godly person every day. You know, I think too that's one thing. You know, um, in this this kind of Western demographic, of Western culture. Um, yeah. And it's it's very much you know pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I think it can be difficult at times because because you know we're in a sport where sometimes not sometimes you have to tough it out. Yeah. You have to you have to grit it. You know, you have to make smart decisions. Yeah. Sometimes that toughness can actually prevent you from making tough decisions. And when it comes to, um, you know, our relationship with Christ and thankfulness, accepting. Yes. Accepting that forgiveness, you know, accepting what Christ has done. You know, that can be difficult because we want to do everything. So it's almost a pride thing that can, can fester up in us, you know because of the nature of what we're doing. And I, I think it's good to be able to have buddies to talk about me and Keith, you know, going down the road. We, we, we're always engaging. Um, there's times where I'll react a certain way and it's wrong. Yeah. And then, okay, great example. Earlier this year, I got called for a slap. Clear as day did not make the slap. Mm-hmm. have every angle of video proof of it, right? Yeah. Cost me a lot of money. Um, and, uh, so then I just lost it. Not not in the arena. I was good, right? I yeah. got out of there, but I went into the locker room, and I just lost it. I, I was upset, you yeah. know? And I was just, you know, and this happened two weekends in a row. Yeah. And the third weekend, it happened again. Yeah. And I walked in there, and I apologized to the guys in the locker room because I did not bear the image of Christ well the last two weekends, and I did not handle it well. So... My that, that pride, and and then when something's taken and it's not in your control, and you, then that that's when it's like you know, that's when it really kind of produces in you that that pride really comes out. So, but then Keith said something to me after I did that because I didn't think anything of it, and he said, Kyle, you did a really good job there. You know, you did a really good job there, um, and having that and then being able to talk and then being able to build each other up in the way of Christ, you know? Yeah. Um, I think is is a really good practice for, you know, all the, the kids coming up in rodeo and, you know, it's easy to get caught up in in the crowds and in, in that culture that 
again, is uh-huh. very wild and worldly. Let's yeah. call it worldly. Yeah. You know? um, instead of, you know, uh, you know, really surrounding yourself with people that are going to build you up, that are going to, you know, hold you accountable. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, uh, it, you know, and, and, and just through life, you know, the the people you run with are the people, you know, uh, is, is who you'll become. You know, if you're running with winners and you're going to become a winner. Hey, <laughs> hey, this year we learned that, dude, our vehicles this year going throughout the year won so much money and so many rounds. We run like, oh, it was, heck, we I think we ran, won like 11 rounds. There was like four events. Yeah. Um, the amount of top tens is ridiculous. We rode so many bulls. And it's yeah. just, you're just kind of, you're together and you're winning and you don't want to be the guy that's not. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, 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 and that brings back in, you know, that, that, that circles back to the faith thing, you know? I, I mean, I, I, absolutely it does. And, you know, uh, you know, there, there's the people that, you know, say, oh, well, God's not real. Why, why do you believe in God? I'm like, look what I do for a living. <laughs> How can I not? You know, I, I mean, we, we, we've seen the highest of highs and we've seen the lowest of lows and, and, and with, and with our friend group, you know, I mean, we've seen our friends go to the top and unfortunately we've lost some, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's one of them deals. I'm like, you know, it, it comes full circle, but we know like every one of us knows who our protector and savior is like, hey, but you, you can walk out there and ask any of them and they'll, they'll tell you exactly the, Yeah, that meant the world to us. Yeah, way too early. Way too early, and, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think that whole danger side of things really, it makes you ask the question, you know, of destiny and, and what, what what happens, you know. And, yeah. And, and, and is there hope in how we answer that question? And, and the biblical worldview is the only worldview that gives you real hope about what the, what, how, that, how it answers that question, the biblical worldview. And it's the only worldview that, that coherently and consistently connects to meaning in life and and knowing how we live now is actually a reflection of the hope we have in the life to come and also the truth of where we came from yeah um it's 4 30 so what's your time look like um we we, we can go for just a little okay. bit longer you let me know yeah um so what, what are you looking at 445 what's your yes somewhere in there somewhere for, yeah about 15 more minutes you do, you do your makeup. yeah 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 i mean we 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 don't start till 7 30 i just gotta make sure my microphone works um you know uh get like i said get the lay of the show and then yeah 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 well you know what we had to work cows today it's well, fine yeah, but uh you, you know like going back to that um somebody the other day and i do not remember who it was you know and they you know they're, they're like yeah you know i i you know, they asked me this, you know, I I believe in God. They're like, do you? And I'm like, yeah, oh, absolutely. I said, you know, God, Jesus, you know, they're, they're my foundation. You know, I'm like, and, and they're like, you know, like, you know, like my whole life, you know, families went to church and they're like, how, how do you really know they're real? And I was like, man, it's just, I, I said, I said, you know, when, when you're just sitting there not saying a word and you just feel that calm come over you, I said, that's the Holy Spirit just coming over you. And they're, they're, they're like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, all right, look at it this way. You go your whole life believing. You go your whole life believing, and at the end of it, you find out, you know, say, say you were to find out it wasn't real. What'd you lose? I see you go your whole life saying it's not real, and you find out it is real. I see you have everything to lose. You know, you know what I mean? 
that's that that that's one of them deals. And and they they kind of thought they sat back and they were like, man, that's true. I mean, I was like, when you believe in God, you have nothing to lose. You know, like it's. It, I you know one of the biggest things for me to like going through that journey is like along with that is the truth of it yeah right? you know and and like what what you kind of touching on and in, in, in that you know that kind of hope and stuff is that experiential relevance of truth like is it you know the the gospel and the good news that jesus christ is lord yeah you know and and experiencing the hope of that you know and being able to uh, you know actually what does that hope look like so um for me one of the probably the when when people ask me what's the best bull ride that I've ever made, this is this is this is probably the best bull ride I've ever made, and I don't think it'll ever change, not that I know of, because <laughs> I'm I, so far it is. Yeah, <laughs> is when Mason Lowe passed, you know. Yeah. So Mason Lowe passed away in Denver, mm-hmm. and um, that next weekend we were in Columbus, South Carolina. Columbia, South Carolina. I don't know. Yeah. One of those. So we're in South Carolina, and you know, kind of everybody's grieving in their own way. Yeah. And me and Keith, you know, we're we're really close, and so we're talking about, you know, whether we should go, whether we should turn out, and just kind of be with our families and stuff like that. Yeah, because I mean, that and one hit everybody. Hard. It, it hits everybody hard, and everybody grieves. Yeah. You know, a little bit differently, but death you know as yeah. as bad as death is death is that hope made us make the decision not based on you know that but based on mason alone yeah. who did we lose you know and we thought about it and we we're like man what would mason do and so we said you know what mason would be at a bull riding and he would be letting it hang you know, in in the, yeah. in the midst of it. whether that's right or not, you know, I don't know. You know, but I can't, can't speak for that. But that's a decision we came to, and that first bull ride came out there, and I did not gap one freaking, <laughs> and you know, freaking ribs every freaking yeah. round. And you know, it's one of the the most memorable bull rides. Yeah. I say best. You know, the experiential relevance of that. You know, um, it was huge, and that 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 hope was not based on fear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So fear had no hold over me. Yeah. And me and Keith, our decision was not based on because because there's also times where that can really make you question. Yeah. You know, it could really make you question. Like, wait a minute now. Yeah. Like it, we we knew Mason. We traveled with Mason. We, yeah. We went down the road. We were friends. We, we were friends. Like, yeah. Like we were. You know, we we just saw him. Yeah. Um. You know, and that could be us. Yeah. And so what is what is my face like and 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 you have to ask the question every time that happens is it it makes you think about you know what hope do we have yeah and how strong is that hope how strong is our faith in the truth yeah of what christ has done you know man one of my biggest you know them all night drives you know when you're just <laughs> those those are the most thing that will you can sit down and just talk to God and listen to what he's got to say. And that's like almost better in church for me. Like it, it is, you know, cause you, I mean, you know, like you're just thinking. Sometimes it is church. <laughs> yeah, I, I, me, I, me and Keith have watched so many sermons and church services at two thirty in the morning, yeah, you, know. <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, cause you have so much time to think yeah. and contemplate and, you know, I, I think one of the biggest reasons is when you're doing that is 
the distractions aren't all there. It is another yeah. reason why uh, it doesn't fit with my. So if if I'm if I'm hurt, like in the times when I've been hurt, I've liked the schedule better. But getting up real early, sometimes as early as two o'clock in the morning, doing my stuff doesn't fit because then on the weekends, like you know, generally I'm going to bed earlier than. Yeah. So it doesn't fit with the schedule. But when you wake up that early, or maybe you aren't waking up, maybe you just are up driving yeah. down the highway. Yeah. It's two o'clock. Nobody's on their phone. You know, yeah. you can't. You go check Facebook. It's, it's nothing. Nothing. No Instagram. So it really. It allows for you to kind of meditate on the word. Maybe it's listen to a sermon. Maybe it's praying. You know. Yeah, it's just sitting there and letting the Holy Spirit come over you and just Spirit. just yeah. listening, just listening to what He's telling you. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and I'll, I'll tell anybody, I'm a firm believer that right now in life, God has put this pedestal of being a rodeo clown, a bull riding entertainer, to help spread His word. You know, because I, you know. Hey, anybody that's listening, if y'all want to listen, y'all come, y'all come find me at a bull ride in a rodeo. Come find me afterwards. Hey, I'll sit down and, you know, you want to hear about the word? I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm not a preacher by any means, but we'll talk about it. You know, I mean, you know, that, that, that's one of them deals, you know, like if, you know, somebody wants to, you know, get into the gospel or just talk about God. Hey, I'll sit down and talk all day with you. You know, uh, if, if you're struggling with something. Get a hold of me, you know. I'll I'll talk any all, all day, any day, you know. I I my my deal is, you know, I've been through a lot of things in life, and I've had a lot of people help me, and I've had a lot of people help me get to where I'm at. So, you know, and I'm I'm blessed to be where I'm at. But you know, it's one of those deals like, you know, if somebody helps me, I'm going to give back ten times. You know, that's you know that that's just always been my mentality. You know, and. You know, it's it's one of them deals. You know, e- e- even with clowning, you know that that's why, you know, that you know that that's why you know I've only been doing this. I I did my first event in 2019, and uh, 2020 was supposed to be my first year. I did get to do about 10 performances, which was a blessing. And you know, 2021, 22 was huge. 23 has blown up even bigger. You know, yeah, like, for sure. I remember. Uh, which you were just you were almost brand new Bowling Green Missouri in 2020 in 2020 was that your first one that was that was like my third performance okay. ever all right so this was so funny because I could tell you now because at the time yeah. I couldn't and and uh uh I forget who it was some of us they're like they're like man who is that guy and like I don't know. I like. I don't like. I don't. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I said he's a funny man. He's just brand new. Like this. Yeah. This is literally. He's just starting. Yeah. Like hey, you better have some grace because this yeah. is a whole different world. I mean. Yeah. Most people are afraid to even be in front of anybody. Yeah. Like you know. So like you know. I I remember when you first started right there, and now you're freaking. You got a full schedule. And yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm like I say. You know. I've I've been to Florida. I've been to Pennsylvania this year. I mean, already, you know. I mean, I I had a pretty good winter. Um, I've got an amazing spring, summer, and fall. Um, and then the, I I think next winter is going to be pretty good, you know. And the funny thing is, I didn't want to be a rodeo clown. I never wanted to clown, really? ever. Okay, yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> our our VP of Sales with Western Edge App was yeah. in. Um, was in Vegas, okay, it, at the NFR, right? Uh-huh. And he came up to me and he said, uh, uh, Todd Pettigrew, he said, he, I'm pretty sure he was there. 
Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dad was there. So, all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. all right. So he's like, Todd Pettigrew. He's like, he's like, is he related to Tyler? And I said, I, this is what I told him. I said, no, no, they're not related. I, I, I've always wondered that, but they're not, they're not related at all. I don't, you know, it's just kind of one of those weird coincidences. I don't know anybody else named Pettigrew, but I do know these two guys. Yeah. And I do know Todd. I said, I do know Todd, but he's like, okay, I just, if I talk to him, I, you know, I thought about mentioning, I'm like, yeah, I mean, he may, he probably knows Tyler, but they don't, yeah, they're not out, related. No, he's my dad. Yeah. So then I find out that like, <laughs> no, you, yeah, that is your dad. And yeah. I was just, I'm like, man, that's, that's hilarious. Cause I knew both of you could, you know, completely yeah. separate and had no idea. Yeah. So you were, you were kind of raised all around this from from the very beginning. Man, my dad was my dad was a bareback rider and a bull rider. A lot of people don't know that. Um, he went to the national high school finals four times in the bareback riding. Um, Would have rode bareback horses for a long time and was really good at it. And uh, he had two shoulder surgeries before he was out of high school, so he you know it it just wasn't holding up for him. And it's it, it's a uh, genetic thing i mean we have bad pet yep uh me my grandpa my dad my uncles cousins my sisters we all have bad shoulders you know our shoulders i mean my right shoulder just pop out of socket when i'm sleeping (laughs) you you wake up (laughs) oh yeah i've had (laughs) yeah three shoulder surgeries yeah 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 that's not fun yeah so uh you know and then dad started uh dad was a professional bullfighter um you know he worked prca rodeos Worked, I think, eight or nine NFPB finals in a row, uh, eight BOA finals in a row, the Great Lakes Circuit finals in the PRCA. Yeah, I mean, he's been everywhere. And, you know, what he's done is really cool. You know, uh, he's been a PRCA bullfighter, and now he's, uh, you know, and now he's got his uh, PRCA card uh, for clowning. And, you know, he he clowns rodeos, you know. And, uh, like I said, I never wanted to be a clown. I wanted to be a bull rider i rode bulls and then i quit riding bulls and then i started fighting bulls and i fought bulls and then i quit fighting bulls and i went to work for isaiah and i was just kind of like yeah i'm I'm, you know i'm hey i i I like this you know Uh, i i like being around the cattle you know i like taking care of them you know i was like yeah this is all right you know and i'd go work for other people and stuff well then dad talked me into clowning a little uh youth rodeo a little youth bull riding deal, and I did it. And then, bam! Next thing you know, uh, Lance McCollum with Outlaw Five J calls me and gives me the whole 2020 Outlaw run. And I'm like, uh, I've only done this once, and I'm not even sure I want to do it. The again. first time you did it was it at uh, Kansas? Uh, no, no, that was the second time. Yeah, I uh, the first time I did it was in Syracuse, Missouri at uh, Brett Watchings. Uh, oh, it's double on the Brett. Yeah, 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 double B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did that, and then like you said, Kansas City. They had that little clown challenge thing, and I entered that. I took second, um, and then you know I think I did a a little another little youth bull riding that winter, and you know. Then 2020 happened. <laughs> the the Rona hit us, and we didn't get to go anywhere, do anything, and yeah, dude, it was so depressing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then it was yeah, yeah. Bowling Green was my first, you know, summer rodeo with Outlaw, and I did that one, and I was like, all right, and, you know, I did some more, and I was like, man, I kind of like this, and then. 21 happened and you know i picked up a bunch more events and then ended up working the missouri finals uh you know as it was the clown of the year in missouri in 2021 i was like dude this is like my like first actual year and i got you know like 
I won that award and like got the finals. This is awesome. And then 22, you know, uh, picked up a bunch of IPRA rodeos. And now 23, you know, bull riding's IPRA rodeos. Like, I I think I did like 80 some odd events last year. Uh, you know, right at 80, you know, same. I, I texted you how many events, like 70 or 80 again yeah. this year. And, like, you know, I've already did, done about 10 so far, you know, this year. So, like, I think I got like 70 some odd events left, you know, that that I know of. <laughs> yeah, now it's really just getting started for you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we've been, you know, the PBR kind of at the beginning of the year runs pretty heavy. Yeah. Obviously, their season now is from November to May. Yeah. Um, so like you know, for us in the winter time and stuff, we're going. You're going. We're hard. going hard. Yeah. And and it, you're still going hard in the summer. We're just now making that transition. Yeah. But for you, you know, probably May, like just now, you're really starting to hit hard, hard. Like you're going to go pretty hard from now until, till when? In end of August. Uh, in end of uh, October, pretty well. October. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, like I did, uh, you know, three weeks in Pennsylvania in a row in February, and then. Yeah, um, you know, so, sometimes like you know, like um, shout out to my friends Alan and Jamie. They live in Saint Clairsville, Ohio. Um, it's twenty miles from Wheeling, West Virginia. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, they've like anytime I'm out that way, they've got a hunting cabin, and they call it a hunting cabin. I call it my that dream was, home. That was the event. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My little friend Carly was wanting to meet That's you. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and she actually she uh, uh, come to one of them events in Pennsylvania and won my. She was a Western Edge at fan of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, we we did that. And, you know, like, when I'm out there, they put me up and they take care of me. They've become such amazing people. And, like, I met them last year. And, like, I've, like, you know, I went to Ohio and deer hunted on their, you know, ranch last year and had a blast. You know, I mean, they, they, they're they such great people and they take such great care of me when I'm out there. And they don't have to. And I'm like, and, and that's the thing about the rodeo world. You know, again, like, our people, we take care of our people, you know. And, you know, it's, it, like. You know, like, I mean, a, a lot of times, you know, I got a little trailer that I stay in that I, you know, kind of done up a little bit. And, you know, I've got a bed and an air conditioner and a little fridge and stuff in there. And I'll sleep in there. Or I'll get a hotel or stay at a friend's house, you know. You know, I mean, like, like you know, we've got friends everywhere, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, it, it ain't hard to find a couch to sleep on, you know, or somebody to split a hotel room with or, you know, what whatever. But, yeah, you know, I try to take my trailer most places or, you know, uh I try to avoid buying hotels because I think they're a waste of money. But <laughs> yeah, well, good prime example. I yeah. mean, heck, we got this van. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, podcast studio. You know, also bedroom. The, the wagon in. Yeah. You know, yeah. like everybody asks me where I'm sleeping. Uh, well, this is where we're sleeping. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, we, you know, we get a gym membership. We go in, work out. You know, take a shower. Yep. You know, like go get some food. Yep. yep. No, that. Uh, yeah, no, that that's pretty much how uh um, you know, that that that's the way I do it, you know. I'm a truck stop showers, gyms, whatever, you know. Uh, just rodeo bumming it. <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. like it better. You know, it's just, it's just about it like you're not going to get that back. Just just living. Yeah. Man, you know, and you ain't 
as far as just getting to see this country, to getting experiences. Oh, absolutely. Rugged, you know, yeah. Type ways, and and then you still have those fancy hotels. Oh yeah. You know those nice stadiums, but you know you kind of get to see everything. Yeah. You do everything, experience, you know. Hey, you, you ain't you ain't lived till you've had a truck stop shower. <laughs> right. That's like, you know, we were we we competed at um uh, me me Keith and Matt Weary's yeah. if you remember Matt yeah. back in the day. So, we went up to uh oh, it's at Cavalier Stadium. Yeah. And we were brushing our teeth in the parking lot, and then, you know, we would go in, and, you know, you're in this freaking nice stadium, and we're like, I yeah. doubt LeBron James is brushing his teeth out, and the, out, <laughs> in the, out in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, his private driver rolled yeah, him up yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, as Cowboys, we're brushing our teeth, or going, sweet, they've got a locker room to shower yeah. in. <laughs> And they do actually. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a funny thing. I never even thought about yeah, that. Yeah. Almost every single one of them has a shower in yeah, there. I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's you know, I mean, it's you know, ro- ro- <laughs> rodeo. Everyone's like, man, it's so cool. I'm like, oh man, it's great to take truck shop showers all t- the time. I'm gonna tell Keith that next time. I'm like, hey, we just need to start showing up to the bull ride earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm like, yeah, man. Trust me, it's great to. Be a glorified carny and uh, and uh, you know show up and takes truck stop showers and eat fast food all year round. You know, I mean, but but it is. You know, I mean, like you told me last night, this is somebody else's dream too, as along with ours, and we're getting to live it. Yes, we should be thankful. And I am very thankful, and I know you are too. You know, bull, bull riding has provided for your beautiful family. And has provided you all so much. I mean, you know, it, it's it's your living. You know, I mean, it's what takes care of your wife and kids. You know, and it's what takes care of me and old Rooster, the rodeo dog. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. And you know what? I'm glad you got to come on. Um, I I am too. We'll do it again. I, yes, man. I'm just thankful for you know getting to you know go down the road, getting to hang out with good people, learn yeah. about people. You know, and I hope that kind of you know as we go forward, you know, I can learn more about the entertainment. Yeah side of the the rodeo world and how uh, we at western edge can can yep. kind of help oh yeah connect people and make it more easily easy make it easier for people yep. to kind of you know yeah uh, connect um, with you and and find you and and yeah. your career yeah what the western edge app is great um you know if if you listen to this and you haven't downloaded it go to your google player app store download it it is worth it. You can keep up with it, what I'm doing. If you're a rodeo person, you can find the events. You know, you can you can advertise yourself, market yourself. It's what uh, Western Edge app is the real deal. It's the next level for professional rodeo and the Western demographic. Okay, so before we go, social media tags. Uh, what are your handles? Ty- Tyler Pettigrew on Facebook. Tyler Pettigrew Professional Rodeo Clown on Facebook. Tyler Pettigrew on Instagram, Tyler Pettigrew on TikTok, Tyler Pettigrew on Snapchat. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm gonna put you on the spot right here. So I have I have a podcast too, the No Fun Zone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, everybody, go over and check out the No Fun Zone podcast. That's me. Uh, it's on Spotify, Spotify, the Western Edge app. And yep. you go to our podcast categories. It's it's on Apple. It's, yep. Uh, it's on uh, the. Much all uh, of them. Yep. It's on yeah. the Apple podcast. Perfect. So. I want you to be a guest on our podcast yeah. here coming you just, up. You let me know, and we can schedule it yes. out. Yes. Yeah, I'm Perfect. all about it. Perfect. All right, Cameron, if you listen to this, Kyle Jones is going to be one of our next guests. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, man. man this was you, fun. Yeah, I love you, too. We'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Yeah.
See you guys.